I love the New York football giants. When they shocked the world and beat the undefeated, cheating Patriots, I swore that I didn't need to see them win for another 20 years. I swore that until I had a child, that day would go down as the greatest day of my life. I swore that my wedding day would not likely top the euphoria I experienced seeing my beloved G-Men take home the Lombardi Trophy. Alright, now being in a serious relationship, that line of thinking doesn't really fly these days. Unless maybe it's the Mets. Alright, I digress. Growing up in New York, I never understood why Yankee fans got so bent out of shape when their team didn't win. They've got 26 World Series titles for fuck's sake. I just want to see the Mets win one in my lifetime. But then when the Giants went on another improbable run to the Super Bowl in 2011, I was just as amped, if not more, than I was in 2007. I get it now. I got my first fix. Now I'm searching for the better high. Only problem was it was my third week at the hotel, and I was the low man in seniority, so I would undoubtedly be working during the game. This was not good. I tried not to think about it in the days leading up to the game, but as it got closer, reality set in. I'm gonna miss the Giants in the fucking Super Bowl. Chris Russell Films presents The Doorman, my five years as the anonymous hero and villain of the New York City hotel industry. Written and performed by me, the guy formerly known as The Doorman. Pleasant good evening, everyone. Glad you're with us. This is Super Bowl 46. It's the New York Giants versus the New England. My shift starts at 4 p.m. that day, and they have me working inside as a bellman. The way my hotel works is that the guy with the least seniority has to cover the door when the doorman goes on break. I work out a deal with the doorman, who didn't give a shit about the game, that would have me covering the door at the start of the fourth quarter so I could take my dinner break at the end of the game and hopefully see Eli orchestrate another magnificent fourth quarter comeback. Sounds perfect, right? Fuck no. This is me we're talking about. I download the NFL app, which claims to stream the game live. So all I have to do is have my phone nice and charged up and put the game on mute in my pocket. The other two points of getting information on the game were the girls at the front desk, who had it on the computer so they could watch commercials on the halftime show on mute, and a 13-inch TV from the early 90s in the break room. So here's how my evening went. Two minutes before game time, I walk into the storage closet and open the NFL mobile app. It tells me that it's loading. That's okay. Still got a couple of minutes. Two minutes later. Still loading. I become wildly impatient. I yell, go fuck yourself at my phone. It's the first of many times throughout the evening that I will yell a profanity at an inanimate object. The goddamn bell rings. It's my turn to bring a family up to their stupid room. Eight monster suitcases. They wave at me, point to the suitcases, and stroll toward the elevator. I have officially missed kickoff. Cock. It takes two carts to bring their luggage upstairs. There's a line for the elevator. I get increasingly antsy. When I finally get the elevator, the general manager squeezes in. Now I can't take my phone out. I want to die. I get to the room and knock on the door. I hear them giggling and celebrating the land of many department stores. I check my phone. It's two nothing giants. I missed a fucking safety. A fucking safety is the first score of the fucking Super Bowl and I fucking missed it. 
the family gives me $2 for eight bags up. Now, American Custom is a dollar per bag, $2 per large heavy suitcase. I look at them with a fiery contempt. They are oblivious. I leave the room with a little rain cloud hanging over my head. I return to the lobby and power walk to reception. What's the score? I ask the front desk manager. Zero two, she says, without looking up at me. Yeah, but how did it happen? I bark at her. Well, the score was zero zero, then the score thingy changed. Now it's zero two. I suppress the urge to mansplain that when you're telling somebody the score of a sports game, that you're supposed to say the higher number first. I instead return to the bell closet and open my NFL mobile app. Still loading. Still loading. Still fucking loading. I heave a second go fuck yourself at my phone. This time, it's much, much louder. I'm paranoid that somebody of importance heard me scream cuss words at my cell phone and get the fuck out of the bell closet. I again power walk to the front desk and ask for the score. Zero nine, she says. I missed a fucking touchdown. I ask how it happened, and she looks at me like I just asked her to explain how Google creates their search algorithms. I'm not allowed behind the front desk, but I go back there anyway. The girls are giggling at a commercial. The front desk manager asks me to leave. I leave, and I realize I haven't seen another bellman since kickoff. Fucking scumbags. Back to the closet. I take my phone out. Again. The bell rings. I ignore it. I ignore it. I fucking ignore it. I'M COMING! I emerge into the lobby like a drunk Walter Matthau. More guests, more monster suitcases, more stiffs. Fast forward an hour. I've given up trying to get the NFL mobile app to work. Tom Brady has helped the Patriots regain the lead. I've seen maybe 30 seconds of live action, and I am jumping out of my skin. It's halftime. I download a radio app and find a station that sounds like Madonna singing Vogue. It's the halftime show. There's hope! Now that I have the game on radio, the third quarter is, of course, completely uneventful. The doorman takes his break just as the fourth quarter was set to begin. Patriots 17, Giants 15. Remember when I said I had a plan for the fourth quarter? I put it into full effect. I run a pair of headphones up from my back pocket through the back of my jacket, and up into my earmuffs. I look into the mirror. My headphones are invisible. I rule. I brag to the first guest I open the door for about my plan to listen to the game, and they don't give a shit. I do my first Cosmo Kramer-esque series of violent contortions reacting to an exciting play. People on the street look at me like I'm insane. I don't give a fuck. The Patriots are driving. I'm getting nervous. I begin to pace back and forth. Tom Brady keeps churning out first downs. Then, a little girl approaches me. She couldn't have been more than eight or nine years old. Uh, where's to find a hot dog stand? It's New York City. Throw a rock, you fucking idiot. On any other day, I could think of at least ten in the immediate area. But I was so caught up in the game that I completely drew a blank. Ah, uh, 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 just walk to Times Square. Uh, yes, but... Where's to find a hot dog stand near the hotel? In my headphones. Brady drops back, avoids the sack, scrambles to the left. He's going to sling it downfield, and it is intercepted by Chase Blackburn, and the Giants take over. Ah! Yes! She looks up at me. 
Her doughy little eyes begin to well up with tears. Her chin quivers. I scream right in her face. I couldn't help it. And it wasn't just the yelp. My face turned red. My eyes bulged out of their sockets and every vein in my neck and forehead came to the surface. I half-heartedly apologize and give her directions to her precious little hot dog stand. At 10.15, the doorman returns and starts telling me about some stupid commercial. I tell him off for taking too long. Because at this point, the Patriots have gotten the ball back and we're driving down the field again with less than five minutes left. I power walk to the time clock behind the front desk. The manager asks me to take a guest's luggage up to the room. It's one suitcase. These assholes can't handle that? I tell him I'm going on break. He tells me that there are no other bellmen available, and if I want to keep my job, I'm going to do what I'm told. I consider punching him in the mouth and sprinting to the nearest pub around the corner to catch the end of the game. I think about the $63 that I have in my bank account and chicken out. I'm in the elevator. I straddle the suitcase, place my buttocks on the handle, and lay down a wet, sloppy fart. It sounds like someone drowning a duck in a toilet. I ride all the way up to the top floor, with the elevator smelling like somebody vomited in a white castle. A wholesome family from Sweden nods and smiles as they walk into the elevator. As I make my way down the hall, I hear, Oh! 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 Behind me. The first genuine smile of the evening comes across my face. I fling the guest's luggage into the room, say enjoy your stay, and chug down the hallway without waiting for a tip. I rapid smash the elevator button like Hector Salamanca's final breaths. The elevator door opens. The little girl is standing there with her hot dog. She put fucking ketchup on it. She walks past me, frightened. Also, where the fuck are her parents? Not my problem. I get into the elevator and breathe in the remnants of the fart cloud that I left there a few minutes ago. I turn on the radio app and hear the aftermath of this play. Four-man rush. Eli drops back. He's going to throw it downfield on the sideline, and it is caught by Mario Manningham. Oh, my goodness. An absolutely brilliant catch by Mario Manningham. I missed the best play of the game. One of the greatest catches in Super Bowl history. I had the opportunity to see it, but I didn't. I get off the elevator and sprint through the kitchen. A dishwasher tells me to slow the fuck down. I don't, sending myself sliding nine feet across the slick floor, narrowly avoiding taking out an eight-foot rack of AP glasses. I turn to the dishwasher with a, eh? I got skills smile. Bam! I plow through the back door of the kitchen. Another hallway. Home stretch. I sprint till I get to the final staircase. I slip on the second step and tumble down the stairs. Fuck! Fuck! Son of a bitch! At 10.30 p.m., I finally stagger into the break room like a drunk zombie. The television is off. Remember when I said that the TV was from the early 90s? I was about to find out the hard way. I tear the fucking room apart trying to find the remote. Nothing. I begin jumping up and down like a caveman trying to find the button on the TV. I flip a chair over. Nothing. I begin to cry. I tell the television to go fuck itself. I call it a motherless, cunt, dildo, whore, grandma, fucking hunk of shit. Then I decide that that isn't enough. That the television clearly deserves more punishment. So I close my fist and punch the screen with everything I've got. <laughs> I'm 
I'm on my knees holding my hand, quivering. Then I notice on the bottom of the television, there's a little cover. I lift it open. The power button. I turn the game on. Two minute warning. The Giants are down 17-15. I watch the final two minutes of the game with a sore hand, back, head, and psyche. Eli Manning completes another fourth quarter comeback. Ahmad Bradshaw scores the most anticlimactic game-winning touchdown in Super Bowl history. Brady drops back. This will be the last play of Super Bowl 46. He throws it downfield to the end zone. Aaron Hernandez is there and it is tipped and batted by a swarm of Giants defenders. It is incomplete. The New York Giants are Super Bowl champions for the second time in four years. When Tom Brady throws the last Hail Mary into the end zone for an incomplete pass, ending the game, I jump for joy. And then... It occurs to me, in my 28 years, I'd never watched a Super Bowl alone. I take out my phone, which now I realize has been cracked to hell from my fall, and I call my dad with tears in my eyes. When they won four years prior, I partied so hard that I practically have no memory of anything past the final play of the game. But here I was, sober, getting a full recap over the phone with my old man. In its own sadistic way, it was almost perfect. Giants 21, Patriots 17. My shift ends at midnight. I stagger into the pub around the corner and order a Guinness. The crowd is teetered with the exception of a few drunks. I nurse my beer and enjoy two hours worth of highlights and analysis. It was the most satisfying fucking beer I've ever drank in my life. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, you can watch the five-episode Doorman web series and its sequel season, Flyering, at chrisrussellactor.com. Until next time, I'm Chris Russell.